My wife and I enjoy being spontaneous, and over the years we learned we don't have to have everything perfect to have people over. So if we're talking to a couple and we've got the ability to say, hey, come on over for lunch you know, tomorrow, we can make that happen without going on an all-night cleaning spree to make the house perfect. Dean is really good with, this is my house, it's your house. Please come in and feel comfortable. And undoubtedly, um, without fail, people leave feeling like uh, I was just welcomed with open arms. No airs there. Well, I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department. And Danny, we're addressing hospitality today. So um, what's the importance of hospitality in your home? Well, it has benefited us uh, as far as cleaning our house. Yeah. You were saying the other way, <laughs> yes. but I'm not do, saying we, we don't do sp- clean. We just don't clean overnight. So. <laughs> we do spruce it up a bit yeah. for uh, for the guests to come in to feel comfortable. I mean, it really does create a, a sense of peacefulness. They can come into a home that's not full chaos. of chaos, yeah. right? And uh, it's helped us be relational, have a lot of laughter and great memories. I remember growing up in a home with my parents full of hospitality. I I didn't know who was going to be there for dinner necessarily each night. There would be new people. My, my dad would say, hey, I decided to invite these people over, or these are cousins just driving through and they're here, mm-hmm. or this new person is living in our basement now for a temporary amount of time. Huh. So all kinds of people lived in our house. My cousins lived with us, like four different cousins throughout the years. And then another girl came and lived and was kind of like a, a sister in a the rotating home. So it was hotel, a rotating yeah. home. But what I saw there is it, it helped form in me the discipline of asking questions and having conversation with people. Mm-hmm. And so as a young guy, I learned that and then uh, became interested in the counseling side where we ask questions and yeah. we explore who people are. And with my kids, I've seen them enjoy board games more and just being able to sit and and be present with people when we have people over. Yeah, that's good. And there are so many benefits to uh, inviting people into your home. Let's listen now to Lisa Jo Baker and Jean Daly, who both have a lot of experience as moms and as hosts. And they spoke with Jim Daly about practicing hospitality, even though you're a busy parent. Lisa Jo, uh, hospitality is a topic you raise in the book. That can be seasonal, right? Because when you have the littles, as you described, I mean, it's hair on fire. And did I even, you know, get my clothes on today? And I'm I'm still in my pajamas at three o'clock in the afternoon. But hospitality, especially in those middle years, becomes something more doable, if I can say it that way. But you have to have an attitude toward it. Right. And I think even the word hospitality can feel intimidating. It feels like I have to be Pinterest ready now to host people. All the candles burning. Right, right. And I always try to remind people we aren't actually looking for perfection. What we want is connection. And I promise you, I feel much more connected to you if I show up and there's a load of laundry that hasn't been folded on the table. Right? So perfection is actually a way of distancing. And so Mm. for hospitality, I have replaced that word now and tend to just talk about just opening the door just open the front door (laughs) like just are you willing to just open the door because if you are then people will be willing to just stop by and most people are only as comfortable in your house as you are so if you're comfortable and you've got a pile of laundry and cheerios underfoot guess what those women are going to feel so comfortable and so grateful that you are willing to let them see your chaos so hospitality whatever you want to call it yes i mean it's in all stages 
it's so life-giving. I love that. Cheerios underfoot. Yeah, I mean, and I still <laughs> Sounds like such them. a military term. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerios underfoot. Oh, my gosh. The crushed <laughs> into tiny crumbs Cheerios underfoot. That was a progression for you, Jean. I think, I mean, I <gasps> think in the early years, you, you wanted everything perfect before you could have somebody over. I wanted it perfect, and then... And and wouldn't have people over. Mm. And then when I started having people in opening that front door, things were always hidden. So it <laughs> yes, looked I've done that. perfect. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? <laughs> well, I knew where all those hidden well, spots were. Look at this I, it closet. depends. It, that wasn't good for me. Hmm. And then I became just more comfortable with right. myself and, and recognizing that I don't feel good when I go to someone's house and it's perfect and they're perfect and the food is perfect, that makes me feel less than. Right. I love going to someone's house that there are dirty dishes in the sink and there are some toys over in the corner. So I now... Uh, I really Burn the toast on purpose. You, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But it's such I, a blessing. Yeah. No, that I leave the piles on yeah. the secretary. I don't hide those anymore. Yes. I mean, maybe I hide a few things still, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I'm spilling the beans, man. If you don't, I'm telling. <laughs> okay, a few things went into the laundry room over the at the Christmas Let's party. Let's talk about but... the garage. <laughs> oh, Isn't that your territory? No, 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 no. I've been in your that's, garage no. a little bit. It's a different broadcast, a different (laughs) issue. But that feeling comfortable enough with myself and recognizing that truly it is a gift to others to let them come into your home and see that it's not perfect. But let me ask you, Lisa Joe, about the faith component of that hospitality. Mm. What's that spiritual transaction going on there when you feel comfortable mm. enough, when the door's wide open, when the sign says, welcome here, right. and you mean it? Right. Well, I think it's really about focus. So either I'm focusing on me, if I want everything perfect, it's about me, right? Mm. Or I'm choosing to focus on others, to love your neighbor. So either I'm thinking who I am, and then it's about what do I reflect, and that then translates to my children. You must look a certain way or behave a certain way because you reflect upon me. Then I become the center of the story. And I really do believe, like, as much as I love a good Pinterest account or Instagram of homes, if we're not careful, it becomes a an idol. So an idol is anything we love more than God, anything we put all of our purpose and pleasure into you. And mm. so if you're home, if you're so worried that you can't have someone over because it isn't perfect enough, then then you're not offering hospitality anymore. But if you're able to take your eyes off of yourself and you actually see the people that God wants us to see, your neighbors, and you and you love them enough to let them in, you you just forget about a lot of things to do with yourself, whether it looks perfect or not. And I like to have a pretty home as much as the next girl, right? I sure do. But I tell you what, there are two people, there are two groups of people you can invite into your home and you will never have to worry about how it looks. So if you're trying to cross that threshold and break some of those perfectionist tendencies, here are the two groups of people you can invite. Invite moms of babies or toddlers. They are so tired, they will not notice what your house looks like. <laughs> They're in a they, coma. They are so happy that somebody else is going to hold that baby yes. and that they can get out of their house. They will not care what you serve them or how your house looks. So I've, I lived that stage, and it is true. The second group I've lived now in the middle is college students. 
college students, if you invite them over from their dorm, are so happy to be in a home and eat home-cooked meal, you may have, and this has happened to me, we started a tradition every Thanksgiving where we would have kids who were out-of-towners who weren't going home, they come over for Thanksgiving. I've had like 20 college students. I used to panic because I'd be like, how am I going to feed them all? 20 college student boys, let me just tell you, it's like an army you have to feed. I had a giant six-foot-three boy hug me so hard. He lifted me off the ground when he saw that I had made mashed potatoes from scratch. And he said, Mrs. Baker, I might cry. I'm so happy about your mashed potatoes. And I had so much worry. I am, listen to me, I am not a good cook. I am not good at decor. But I opened the door and those college students came in and they ate everything. (laughs) They sat on our furniture. They played football in the yard. They kept telling us how they haven't been in a house all semester and how wonderful it is. So if you want to feel good, not about your home, but about yourself, about your heart, about what you have to offer to your neighbor, moms with littles. College students will do it for you, <laughs> and they weren't Costco potatoes, huh? Those are pretty good. <laughs> oh, I, no, no, I did that the next year. No, Costco <laughs> potatoes, Costco mac and cheese, ain't no We've shame all in found that, that game. Yes. yes. I so appreciate the encouragement that Lisa Joe and Jean offered uh, in that clip. Someone is probably thinking, "I don't have time to invite somebody over. My kids are too demanding." Uh, You kind of addressed this in the opening. Uh, There was a benefit to you as a kid in a busy home having other people in the home. Uh, What else do you see for for benefits, Danny? Well, I I really think that it it allows, especially the busy parent, it allows us to be okay with imperfection. That we're there to, to have a relationship. You don't have to have everything perfect in order to look good. You can just be present with each other. Sometimes it can give you the right distractions Mm. from a life that seems mundane, patterned. I know parents have come in, they just go, man, I feel like life is just Groundhog Day over and over again. It's just the same thing over and over again. Laundry, dishes, laundry, dishes, Mm -hmm. laundry, dishes, kids are sick. This gives a break from that and allows you to pause and and have laughter with other people, be able to to cook a new meal potentially that's exciting for you to cook or or for multiple people to cook. And I, I really see families begin to look forward to spending time with other families when they just make that effort initially to say, all right, it's just not going to be perfect. Uh, you know, I have young kids. It's all demanding. And we get to just pause and enjoy life for a yeah. moment. Well, I hope that encourages you if you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, it's doable and it's really beneficial. So uh, get a copy of Lisa Joe Baker's book, The Middle Matters, and find further encouragement to branch out, to get refreshed, recharged in this season of parenting. Uh, we're making that book available for a gift of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family. Help us help others around the world to thrive in Christ. And uh, we've got details on how to donate and get that book in the show notes. Also, we have a parenting page of resources that Danny and his team have recently updated. It contains articles, links to other interviews on a variety of topics, and so much more. Again, that's our parenting page. You'll find the link in the show notes. Dr. Kathy Cook joins us next time to talk about building resilience in your child. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.